Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. What is up, sports fans? My name is Jake Izuski. You can call me Jake Iggy or Iggy for short. This is Iggy Sports Talk. I really appreciate you taking the time to listen to episode 31 of Iggy's Sports Talk. If you have not yet, go over to my Instagram, follow that, and also subscribe to the podcast on either Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And I also do a video version of my podcast and post it over on my YouTube, and that is Jake Iggy. I really appreciate all the support that you guys have been giving me over these past few weeks, past few months, and ever since I have started this podcast. But today, I have a very special guest for you guys today. I am going to be talking to Mike Lenore, who is a 2020 NBA draft prospect. And I'm really excited to hear about his preparation leading up to the draft and hearing about his whole story. So let's listen into the conversation that Michael and I had. What's up, Michael? How's it going? So I just want to start off this interview real fast by asking a question that I'd like to ask all my guests. So since 2020 has been an unprecedented time and it obviously has been very unexpected and nothing that any of us really imagined, but I was curious, what was the best moment that you had during 2020 that you can look back on and be like, wow, that was a great moment? I would say uh, the best moment of the year would be starting my professional career uh, with my teammates. Um, That was big for me. It was a big confidence booster. It was a big step for me to, uh, you know, be where I am today. So I would say starting my professional career, that was that was one of the biggest moments for sure. Yeah, I, I bet it must have been sort of like a dream come true. And, and sort of, sort of all, always was your dream to go to the NBA and try and pursue an NBA career? Yeah, yeah, most definitely. That always been a dream since, you know, um, since I was a little boy. Like, ever since I started taking it serious, I used to see these guys on TV and, you know, just see how at the high level that they played at and, you know, the atmosphere. And I just wanted to feel that, you know, on a, on a high level. So I always wanted to go to the NBA. So that's, that's still my dream. That makes sense. And I was curious, so during, during quarantine, was it tough for you to be able to still do your basketball workouts and, and still be able to, uh, you know, strengthen your skills? And I was curious, sort of, how did you keep yourself busy during quarantine? Um, when, when quarantine first started and, you know, they had pretty much everything on lockdown down here in Texas, uh, I would just, you know, I had, in my garage, I got like weights and stuff. So I would just lift weights and run on the treadmill. I go outside and, you know, handle the ball for a little bit just to kind of stay sharp. You know, it's not going to be all the way back to how it was, but I'm just doing something, to, you know, not just sitting in the house all day. So um, as stuff started opening back up, my team um, we started working back out in the gym we started you know getting back in tune and then we had our summer league and after we had our summer league we started our pre-fall league and now we're in our fall league leading all the way into January so I just been doing those type of things you know working out staying healthy you know getting stronger and better so that's pretty much what I've been doing during this whole COVID process Oh, that's good to hear. I'm happy to hear that you were still able to get, you know, some work in, workouts, and like that sort of stuff. Because I remember seeing right right at the start of quarantine, Giannis was, Giannis Antetokounmpo was talking about how he couldn't find a gym near him, and it was tough for him to be able to, you know, get his work in. So I'm happy you were still able to get some work in. Most definitely, I, I that that was big for me because 
I can't live without basketball. I can't just sit in the house all day. <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. I, I, I was curious as well, um, sort of, were there, was there any other sports other than basketball growing up that you were interested in? Um, I used to play baseball way before I even touched the basketball. Like I played baseball and it's called T-ball. Like, you know, you hit the ball off the tee. This when we was real younger, but uh, I played baseball. And then during middle school, I played one year of football. I was pretty good at it, but nothing was, nothing was like basketball. So I just stuck with basketball because that's, that's where my heart was. That's what I had a passion for. And that's what, if you put those three sports in front of me, I'm going to pick that one every time. So basketball, that was my favorite. That makes sense. I, I was curious because you got a ton of speed. So dur during football, like, were you a running back or what, what position did you play? Uh, my first year of football, I played slot receiver-wise. I had good hands so I could catch the ball. And I, play, I played slot um, and I played cornerback. So I played DB and I played slide. I played both sides of the ball. I started on both sides. So I was pretty good my first year. I just, you know, basketball, basketball just took over. So if I knew, I knew I, if I wanted to be really good at basketball, then I had to just go all the way in on basketball. I couldn't do both. But football, it was cool though. I really wanted to play quarterback, but they didn't want to let me play quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> well, th thank God during your one year of football, like it, you, you weren't, uh, you didn't have any circumstances where you got injured or anything was to derail your basketball career. Um, but growing up, sort of, did you have a favorite basketball team that you really like looked up to and that you rooted for? Um, most, uh, most definitely. Um, my favorite basketball team is Los Angeles Lakers. Uh, Kobe Bryant's my favorite player, still is. Um, I used to watch those guys on TV, like, dead in front of the TV, like how I'm talking on the computer now, like, mm -hmm. just watching the game, Christmas Day or the playoffs or whatever the case may be, any type of matchups. I used to just love Kobe in general, so that's what made the Lakers my favorite team. But, um, yeah, that was a team I looked up to, for sure. I, I used to love the Lakers. That's awesome. And, and so you you must have been super ecstatic uh, when they won the NBA championship uh, this past year. Yeah, it was cool. I, I was glad that they won the championship, you know, and I was glad that the Dodgers won the championship for, uh, you know, especially with the, all the city, with all that they've been through. So it was cool. But as of now, you know, I'm not really too much a Lakers fan. I don't really like the team like that. It is what it is, though, but I, I still root for the Lakers, but you know it is what it is. It was it was actually kind of funny because uh, I was watching the Lakers game with like two of my good friends that are like huge Lakers fans, and it was like a minute left right before they were about to win the win the finals, and I looked at them I'm like they're just sitting there like like it's a regular game. I'm like, do you realize your your favorite team is about to win the NBA finals, and they're like, yeah, but it's been a blowout this entire game. Yeah, it's like it's a different feel. It's not it's not a it's not the same feeling from back then. Like I don't know if it's the team or what, or it was twenty twenty or what. It was just like, oh, they won a championship. Good for them. But back then, like you was super hyped when they won. It was it was good. Yeah, I remember I remember growing up, especially in 2008, 2010, the Celtics Lakers sort of rivalry. I remember I stayed up for the 2010 uh, NBA Finals. Obviously, it did not go my way. It went, it went the Lakers way. Uh, but I, I was curious, uh, you brought up Kobe Bryant. He, he was one of your favorite players growing up. And so did you kind of use um, him to emulate your, your game off of and sort of uh, the motivation of the mama mentality to really help you drive uh, your motivation for the game? Yeah, I most definitely 
picked out his mentality and, you know, his worth ethic, the, his worth ethic for the game. Cause I feel like he works harder than any player <clears throat> that ever touched the basketball. But, um, Emulating wise, you know, Kobe's a two. I'm a one. Like I, I played a point guard position, so uh, I still take stuff out of his game because he played the one at one point in time. But like mentality wise and his worth ethic, worth ethic, and how he played with his teammates and stuff like that, I, I take all that away from him because you know he's a winner. He's a competitor. He's super fierce. So I feel like that's how you got to play the game in order to win. Yeah, I, I completely agree with you. And is there any you brought up your point guard and and um I was curious, is there is there any point guards in the league right now that you sort of watch their film and, and try to emulate their game or, or really like look up to? Yeah, I look at uh I look at all, all the PGs in the league because I figure one day I'm gonna be there. So I know that I gotta be ready to play against those guys or you know, know they have certain tendencies, but um not I don't really too much uh, my try to model my game after nobody in the league right now. Um, I take pick uh, bits and pieces away from like Chris Paul. Uh, I I watch Chris Paul. Watch a lot of young Derrick Rose from Chicago Bulls. Not like the old school Isaiah Thomas. So those three is my favorite point guards growing up. And I used to try to take pick, uh, bits and pieces away from their game and try to you know emulate it into mine. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean Chris Paul. Derek Rose, some of the greatest uh, point guards that, that have played in, in like the last 15, 20 years, it's especially Derek Rose uh, before he had his injuries. It, he was definitely a very fun player to watch. Yeah, D Rose, he was insane. He was Seriously, insane. I, I wish he was able to stay on the court. He was a freak. Seriously. Yeah, he was a freak. He was insane. And so I, I was curious, uh, after you graduated uh, from DeSoto High School, I was curious, what, what sort of decision-making was it to, to uh, go towards creating young minds or potentially going uh, in the NCAA? Um, you know, I transferred from DeSoto, and I went to Faith Family Academy. I, that's where I graduated from. That's where I finished out at. But uh, the decision-making was, you know, after after high school, I had some options that I, I didn't really want to choose from college-wise. So um, I felt like it was it was best for me to go to prep school with my um, the people that I'm with now, Coach Madden Mishira, to, you know, do a post-grad year so I can get stronger, more mentally tough, and, you know, just try to get better opportunities because at that time I knew who I was and I didn't want to settle for anything. But along the way, while I play, uh, I played a prep season, post my postgraduate year, I did really good playing against certain colleges and JUCOs, and I felt like it was best for me to go pro. So that's the that was the decision making in that. It was all about doing it piece by piece, day by day. So just like if I wouldn't have did good in the prep season, I maybe would need to go to college or you know do another prep season, whatever the case it may have been. But it was all about seeing how I was doing and how fast my progression was. So that was, a, that was uh, what the decision-making was off of for me. Yeah, that makes sense. I, I was just curious because, we, you know, we, we see a lot of guys now, you know, not going into the NBA. A great example, LaMelo Ball went over uh, and, and played overseas. We're seeing a lot of guys now playing overseas instead of going into NCAA and then trying to get drafted. Um, and so, like, when you got to creating mm -hmm. Young Minds, sort of uh, what was your drive uh, to go towards that school? I was curious. Um, my drive towards to go to that school is because uh, I, I had a workout with uh, I had a workout with him one day, and when I worked out with him, it was just like where I wanted to be, like from the atmosphere to how they how they play, how they worked out. It was intense, and I knew 
when my coach, he asked me, you know, what I wanted to be, I like, uh, now what's my goal? And I told him I want to be a professional basketball player. Like, I want to be a pro. Man, every, he bring that up still to this day. Like, he never forgot that. And that's what he always wanted to push me to be. Like, that was the main goal. So, I knew since day one with him, if he was pushing me to be that, uh, to achieve that goal, then I couldn't ask for anything else better. So, I just stuck with that. Grinded, grinded. I became better, faster, stronger, you know, a better person, a better young man overall. So I figure like that's that's what pushed me to go to Korean Young Minds Academy. That's awesome, man. I, I mean, it's it's obviously all about academics and, and, and athletic, um, like gaining athletic skills, but especially uh, personal skills and, and that sort of stuff is, is 100% always important. Um, and, and, and it's awesome to see that you really took that route and, and now it, it's really making dividends and, and now you're able to uh, use the stuff that you learned at that school, uh, you know, for the rest of your life. Um, but I was curious sort of seeing how, yeah, the draft, yeah and, and so seeing how like the draft was like pushed back so much, were, were you kind of like watching the headlines to see and, and try and like prepare, like how, how should I prepare for this draft when I don't even know when it's actually going to happen? Yeah, it was just it was super shaky during the the period of time. But you know, when it, we no player that was in the draft had any control over anything, so it was like you know we can't do nothing about it. All we can do is really just sit sit back and wait. But um, the whole process for me was you know just staying ready no matter what happened. If the draft was today or a month from now, just be ready. So I was just staying in tune, like working out every day. You know, getting better, stronger. And just preparing for the draft, really, whatever happened, whatever happened, happened. So, I mean, I figured that's how it was supposed to happen. And we were just staying ready the whole time, though. Like, no matter what, we thought, we actually thought it was going to get pushed back again. That's how many times it got pushed back. So we wasn't really tripping at all. You know, we wasn't really hanging our head or nothing. But it was actually better for me because it gave me more time, more time to get better, stronger, faster, you know, more mentally tough and get ready for whatever came. So it was cool to me. I really didn't have a problem with it. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, especially during like quarantine and just like the lead up towards even if sports is going to come back. I mean, I mean, just watching as like a sports fan, I'm like, is this draft even going to actually happen? And and I was I was curious. So leading up to the draft, you, you said that you got a lot of extra time to like prepare mentally and physically and sort of like what is the preparation like uh, preparing for a draft? Do, do you watch a lot of film uh, scrimmages, just, just getting uh, a lot of work in? Um. I would say getting a lot of work in, staying healthy and seeing, you know, what these NBA scouts want to see and what they're looking for in a player, like a point guard wise and how, what teams can I fit in and how can I, you know, excel at that in my position. So uh, I think we just tried to key in on those things. And, you know, we looked at some, some previous numbers from guys that competed in a draft combine from that year. And I tried to beat all those times and all the shooting drills or whatever the fact it may be. And, you know, just doing stuff like that to where when the time presents itself, I'll be ready, like I said. But um, that's how we could – that's all we really prepare for. Um, that's how we really prepare. Just looking to uh, looking for what needs to be done and what I need to be better in and what they're looking for. So we just seen that, and then we just went from there. Yeah, that makes sense. And it's it's awesome that like you did get that extra time to be able to mentally prepare. And and you, I, I like to hear that, uh, you know, you didn't really focus on if the draft was going to happen or not. You just kept on going forward and just kept on trying to get better. 
Most definitely. That's all we can do. You know, you can't really dwell on anything or, you know, try to make it happen when it, when it's not supposed to happen. Everything happens for a reason. When, it's happen, when it happens, it's going to happen. So you really have no control over nothing. I mean, nothing is planned in life. So, like, nothing was planned. We never thought COVID was going to hit and carry over to the whole year of 2020. Yep. Like, we never thought that. But it carried over to the whole year, 365 days, the whole year. So... I mean, you can never. You, you just gotta be ready. You gotta be. You gotta be able to react to certain situations, adjust, and you know, just cope with it and figure it out and find a way. So that's how we try to do. Exactly. I mean, that's the perfect mindset. I, I try to. I try to say that saying in my head every single day. Everything happens for a reason. Anytime I get anxious about like what's going to happen tomorrow, I just say, well, just allow things to happen, and and if it's supposed to happen, it's supposed to happen. Right. And it's always a, it's never really a loss, no matter what happens, good or bad. It's, it's just always a lesson. Like you always look at the bright side of things, like what came out good from that. You know what I'm saying? So like if something didn't go as planned, okay, now you know how to bounce back from it. Now you know what they was looking for. Now you know, you know, how to, how to get your foot in the door next time. You don't really just got to oh, man, it ain't happening hot. No, just look at the bright side of it. You know, like you said, everything happened for a reason. So you just got to be able to find a reason why. Right, exactly. That, that's awesome that you're, that you're mentally tough like that uh, and, and, and that you think that way because, I mean, I mean, something that I've noticed, I, I'm, I'm a big baseball guy. So, like, I notice a lot of times, like, pitchers especially, like, have, have a lot of issues mentally and, and just get in their head instead of just focusing on everything happens for a reason like we've been talking about. Um, but I was, I, was, I was curious, sort of, since there wasn't a traditional combine, how were you really able to showcase your skills to teams in such a weird time like this? Um, we did it virtual. Um, we did it virtual. So I, I pretty much just went through the whole draft combine process from the vertical jump, from the agility, a uh, little drill, from the shooting drill, um, from three-quarter court run, just everything really in the, in the combine. And I really just did that on camera live stream and you just we just uh we live streamed it and showed it to the teams and you know we sent it off to the team so that was pretty much how I got to show show that off to them and you know all my NBA scout he posted all my numbers and stuff on Twitter for you know for people to see and that's pretty much how we you know showcase it to the world so the people who saw it they needed to saw it uh, they needed to see it that was cool but um that's pretty much how we did it that's interesting. Yeah, that must be kind of awkward. Must be kind of awkward too to to like know that like somebody was filming you virtually to, to in, instead of just like people actually being able to see you in person. Because I bet you thought in your head, well, I'm probably going to look a lot better in person than just what pe these people are seeing on the screen. Right, right, right. I, I think I think yeah, I would have looked a lot better in person from them being able to see me close up from you know weight wise and just actually being there. Person, because nothing is like the experience in person. But I also think it helped a lot of dudes because I think a lot of dudes get you know starstruck or maybe get nervous when certain NBA scouts come around and they're actually keying in and looking on you and actually trying to figure out what's wrong or what you can do good and they may do bad. But dude like me, I, I really didn't. It really didn't matter if they came in the gym or if they didn't come in the gym. I was just gonna try to do the same thing that I did from the beginning or do better. But I mean, it was cool. It didn't really matter to me. I was just gonna do that regardless. Exactly. Just just doing your thing, adapting, and, and just playing the best you can. 
That's all you can do. It's in God's exactly. hands at the end of the day. He'll control everything. Exactly. I completely agree with you. And so I was curious, just what, what are some of the skills that really set you apart from other people that were drafted? And, and what are some of the strengths of how you play? Uh, I would say my, my biggest skill to me um, is my IQ. Um, just knowing the game, knowing game time situation, what our team needs, what we need to be to uh, do to uh, be successful. Um, I would say some of my strengths is super fast with the ball, without the ball. Um, I can shoot the ball. I can rebound. I can make everybody around me better. Like if we need to get a teammate going and he's not going, I can make sure he get going. Um, I have great intensity. I bring great energy to the floor. Play defense. Um, I'm, I'm a winner. You know, th those are the things I think that separate me apart. I don't just play the game just to play. So when I come in, I'm out there on the floor in between those lines. I'm coming to win, and you know that's that's a big part of me is winning. I, I hate losing. So, but I feel like my my IQ sets me apart. Um, just being out there on the court, and I feel like. The game moves slow to me. Like I see everything happening before it happens. So if I mess up, it's just on me. Like I really feel like can't nobody in the game make me mess up but myself. So I think it's just having that IQ and making everybody around me better. I think that's one of my biggest gifts that I have. Exactly. I, I think that that can be a huge value to a team, uh, especially being able to pick guys up and being a good teammate and, and just and just focusing on the greater good of the team and and just winning in general. Yeah, yeah, that's the uh, that's the that's the um that's the main goal at the end. Like, dirty, pretty or bad, pretty or ugly. You know, as long as you get the win, that's all that matters. And you know, that's what I'm about. So I feel like yeah, that's that's me at the end of the day, good or bad. As long as we get the win, I'm fine with it. I can have two points, and I don't know what else. As long as we win, I'm happy. So I'm just a winner. That's that's what I'm all about. That makes sense. I, I was curious. Was there any experiences? Uh, <laughs> during your basketball career that really helped you like get that sort of mindset of that winning mindset? Was there any experiences that, that sort of, uh, you know, you, you were down and somebody picked you up and, and you wanted to do the same to others or on your team? Or I was just curious. Um, I would say um, in high school and in, in, in my professional career in high school, uh, like during the playoffs, I mean, like the first two games, you know, we was blowing people out during the playoffs. And then for the rest, like we trailed in every game. Like during going into the second half, we trailed after uh, game three in the playoffs every game. So it was just about me being that leader in the locker room and letting everybody know, like, it's okay. Like we got this. We know who we are. So we know what we're going to come out here and do and change the game and change the outcome of the game. And we end up, excuse me, we end up winning the state championship. And then uh, during the professional uh, season, I would say, you know, we, we were losing. Like, we, we had a losing record to start the season. You know, we could have turned that around, but COVID, I mean, you know, that was what it was. But we were losing, and I still some way, somehow, was not getting frustrated or I wasn't mad, like, because we were losing. I stayed level-headed because I'm, I'm to keep telling myself, like, we're getting closer and closer. Like, we're going to figure it out. We're going to find a way. And when we finally did, we won, and everybody started to play really, really well. And then another thing um, – we went up to Albany in New York. Albany, we played the Albany Patroons, and we lost. And it was how we lost. It was, I really didn't have a problem with it. I was just like, you know, everybody. It was there. It was a super big gym. You know, everybody. It was, this was new to everybody, and this everybody's pretty much first time playing professional. 
So I'm just telling myself, like, we're going to be all right. Like, and when we play Albany again, we did our thing. So it's just those things, just staying poised and I think being mentally tough to where I, I never really feel like I turn my back on myself or my teammates. And I always feel like I can find a way to, to overcome it. So I think that's those are the biggest things. That's awesome, man. I, and, and it's always nice to obviously have those tough games that and that puts a chip on your shoulder because then you keep that in the back of your mind and it just motivates you for the, to, to, to do better those next games. Yeah, I feel like those games, um, you know, they'll make you or break you. And the, the great ones, those are the ones that they make. Like when Jordan was getting whooped time after time by the Pistons, he didn't fold and say, I'm going to go get this person and this person. No, I'm going to go to the gym get stronger, get better, and we're going to come back and win. That's what he did. You know, you just got it. I feel like they're going to make you or break you or they're going to build you stronger as a person, like, in general, not just basketball. You, you know how to deal with that. You, you know, you know how to deal with adversity, adversity, uh, adversity in life. So mm -hmm. I figure, you know, it's just basketball correlates to life to me a lot, how I deal with certain situations. So, that's 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 why I love the game. You know what I'm saying? It, it, it explains me in a lot of ways. Exactly. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I remember watching in the last dance right right after Jordan lost to the Pistons, like you brought up. He he just went right back in the gym and and said and said to, and said to Scotty and Dennis, "All right, this this next season we're gonna we're gonna shove it down their throats next time." Yep. That's all it is to it. Like once you put your foot down and, and you you really. You really set your mind to make that change, and like, you can do it. Nothing is impossible to me. So you know, people say sky the limit. Nobody never like it ain't. It's sky's not the limit. Keep going. Who said right. you know what I'm saying? Nobody never did it. So you you don't know what's after that. So just keep going. You know what I'm saying? So you know, once you once you set your mind to do something, I promise you, it could be done. So. Exactly. I I actually uh, actually watched this really cool podcast that, that that correlates to exactly what you said about about anything anything is possible. And, and this guy said, "What do you mean? Any any anything is 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 really just minusculing every everything. Everything is possible." And and, and something that that is a saying that he said that I keep in my mind every single day. And something that I I, I think I think is uh is a great thing for everybody. Just the mindset is, it already happened. Time just hasn't caught up. And anytime I hear that, I just get goosebumps and, and it just motivates the hell out of me to just keep on pushing every day to just get better, to get to that potential dream or goal. Yeah. I like that one. I'm going to have to add that one to my notes. I like that one. That's, that's real though. That's real talk. Like it already happened. Tom just ain't caught up yet. So exactly. you just got to keep going. You got to keep going. If you stop, like you can be this close to reaching your goal and then work time after time after time after time for it. And as soon as you choose to stop, you might, it might be like an inch away. So why, mm -hmm. why you, you, you didn't came this far, you that much better. And it's, it's so harder to get that much better, but it's so easy to get back worse or back where you would. So just keep going. So I, I, I feel that one. I like that one for sure. Like, I like I like that one already. Yeah, because like yeah, because like, like when you're in the practice or when you're in the game, you 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 can just like stand there, look around, and and just just like picture yourself in NBA arena with thousands of fans and just think in your head, time just hasn't caught up. It hasn't. It hasn't. It hasn't. Like I say this all the time. I, I got this in my my bio and Twitter and everything. It's just like uh. 
people gonna have bumps along the way, but the reward is in a journey. Everybody's mm -hmm. journey is different. You just gotta follow yours. So it might have been those guys' time to get drafted, how they got drafted or whatever. It wasn't my time yet. Everything happened for a reason. My journey gonna be different. My story gonna be different. That's what makes it so unique. It's not regular. So once you take pride in it, you know, you'll understand what's going on. 100%. We've seen so many undrafted free agents become absolute stars. It doesn't matter if it's in the NBA, NFL, MLB. And, and it's, it's something where I, I was curious, do you sort of have a chip on your shoulder now? now uh, like when you do eventually get drafted or when you do eventually get signed by an NBA team, sort of like DK Metcalf has been talking about all, all this season. I want to make every single team regret that they did not draft me. Most definitely. Um, that's 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 who I am. I always had that chip on my shoulder, whether it's, you know, too little. Or I don't think he could play here. I don't think he could do that. Everybody who said that they looking at me on TV or the computer or their phone or whatever now. So it's like I don't really want to prove to nobody else because I want to prove to myself, like, because I know I can do it. Everybody else's opinions really don't matter. But mm -hmm. It's most definitely, it's most definitely us. You know, that's still the goal in the NBA. So I'm always going to have a chip on my shoulder, even when I do become that dude that everybody talking about still, because I'm still going to keep proving to myself how much better I can keep getting. And then they'll eventually see it like, dang, we was wrong about this kid. But that's on them. You know, it really don't matter to me. I just got to keep proving to myself and keep making my family, my teammates, everybody proud. So that's what it is for me. That's the biggest thing. Exactly. And even if they do say that publicly, it's, I'm not done yet. Yep. <laughs> it's real. Exactly. And so I, I was curious, so, so sort of, is, has there been things that you've been working on to improve to get ready to play in the NBA, like day after day uh, after the draft? Uh, yeah, most definitely. Still pretty much the same things. Um, I've just been getting stronger. Trying to trying to build way more strength, trying to increase my vertical, trying to uh, better my shooting, ball handling, and just keep trying to increase my IQ. I feel like you know you can never be too good at something. You always can improve. So I try to most likely improve every attribute. So, but the biggest thing right now is for me, um, just getting stronger, faster. Because you know the NBA how they play, it's a, it's a running gun game, and the referees call everything. And that's why I was successful at it in my uh, pro season. You know. I'm super fast. I used to get to the free throw line at least like ten times a game. So, uh, it was it was cool um, during the draft process or whatever. But I'm pretty much working on the same thing to get better, faster, stronger, and just keep building, keep building my uh, my repertoire. Have a variety of things that I can be able to do. So, when I get that call or when I'm in that position, a team they they pretty much gonna look my way. Yeah, that's awesome to hear, man. And I was curious, so, sort of, did you ever consider potentially playing overseas? Um, that, that has been a thought, but, you know, this has always been before overseas. So I feel like it's, if it's not the NBA, then it'll be the G League. And then if it's not the G League, and I look back into the – I think I look back into the TBL or – after that, uh, like I just say, it's a day-by-day -day progression. So whatever me, my family, and my coaches in field, that's the best situation for me. I think that's what we'll pick. So if something comes up overseas that everybody thinks that's great and it'll be a, a, another step to me get closer to the main goal, you know, we'll, we'll look into that. But we're just taking it day-by-day -day to see what's going to happen.
Exactly. And, and it's awesome too. Cause, cause you're, you still got a lot of time to grow and, and, you're, and you're still relatively young. And, and, and it was, it was very weird for me, obviously like doing research before this interview, seeing that you're 19 years old, I'm about to turn 22. So, so it's crazy to see like people like my age and that sort of stuff, like getting ready to go into the NBA and that sort of stuff. So, so sort of, does it feel kind of weird being so young and, and, and sort of being able to get to that dream that you've always dreamed of? Um, not necessarily weird, just necessarily like just surreal at the time, like unreal because it was like coming from the position that I come from, I never thought it would happen like this. I thought I'd take the, the natural right, the, the natural route like how other people did. You know, you go to high school, college, and then you enter the draft. And if you get drafted, you get drafted. But mine was high school, prep school, professional. NBA so it's just how quick it happened and I didn't know it was gonna happen like this but like I said my journey is different so I had to really like realize and understand that but at the end of the day um it was it, it was it wasn't weird it was just like wow when I was in those certain moments I'm like dang I'm really doing this and a lot of people were saying it was like that to them too because you know they knew I was good, but it's just that I'm 19 and I'm doing it and it's happening so fast. And it's, it's they, certain people tell me it's inspiring. So that's all I can, uh, that's all I can really keep trying to do is inspire people to, you know, keep trying to do the stuff that they're trying to do. So it was just, it was just surreal to me. Yeah, I mean, I got to tell you, your story is is honestly very inspiring, and, and I'm very impressed with with like like I said, like your, your sort of mental intelligence and how um, like grounded you you seem you seem with with just, with just like having the mindset of everything happens for a reason, it's all going to happen, and why well, try to control everything? Yep, that's what you you know you got to pray, leave it in God's hands, you know, put Him first and. He'll guide you on the, on the right path. So I, I pretty much just try to keep him first, and you know, ask him to guide me to whatever whatever positions may be the best for me, and keep me on the right path so I can hopefully achieve that dream one day. So that's what I, that's what I do. That's awesome, man. And I just have one more question. I was curious. So since the NBA season is, is currently approaching, has there been any teams that have expressed interest or have reached out about potentially signing you before the season starts? Um, we pretty much have been talking to a lot of teams like uh, Utah Jazz, 76ers, um, Clippers, Mavericks, uh, and like majority of their G League teams. So, like I, it, like I said, if um, if the NBA is not that right uh, right away, then we're looking into the G League. So, been um, contacting them, contacting us, and we're gonna try to get into these workouts, and hopefully we're gonna go from there. So, that's been what we've been really been doing. That's awesome, man. Well, I, I mean, I, I wish you all the best of luck. And, and you know, I, I definitely am going to 100% see you in an NBA court. I, I can already feel it. I, I can already just just from like the video I saw, but also just just sort of your energy about it, your motivation about it. I already know that time just hasn't caught up and I'm going to see you on an NBA court. And I hope I really hope that one day I'm sitting in the stands here, Michael Lenore, and I go, wow, I got to talk to that guy. Yeah, for sure. I'm remembering you too. I got you. I'm coming back. I'm coming back once I make it. I can't wait. I can't wait. So I hope you have a great rest of your day, Michael. And I, I really appreciate you coming on the show. Thank you. I appreciate you. 
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.